This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. This week, MMWR published reports on West Nile virus in the U.S. and CDC's vaccination recommendations for the 2023-24 flu season. Let's take a look at this week's headlines. First, West Nile virus continues to be the most common mosquito-borne disease in the U.S., with almost 3,000 cases reported in 2021. Second, CDC releases its first-ever sepsis core elements to help hospitals enhance their sepsis programs. Third, the 2023-24 influenza vaccination recommendations were released. Everyone six months and older should get their annual flu shot, ideally in September or October. Finally, CDC recommends a new preventive tool for severe respiratory syncytial virus, the leading cause of infant hospitalizations. Welcome, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MMWR's weekly briefing for the week of August 21st. The first report looks at mosquito and tick-borne viral diseases, known as arboviruses, reported in the United States during 2021. Mosquito and tick-borne diseases continue to cause serious illness, hospitalization, and death. West Nile virus is the most common arbovirus and is primarily transmitted through mosquitoes. While most people infected with West Nile virus experience no symptoms, infection can sometimes result in severe illness affecting the central nervous system. This can include encephalitis or meningitis and is referred to as neuroinvasive disease. More than 3,000 cases were reported, including the largest local outbreak of West Nile virus disease ever. Three counties in Arizona reported more than 50% of all cases nationwide. Nationally, the rate of neuroinvasive disease in 2021 was the highest it has been since 2012. The best way to prevent these diseases is to avoid bug bites by using Environmental Protection Agency registered insect repellent and performing tick checks when spending time outside. Healthcare providers should consider mosquito and tick-borne diseases as possible causes of aseptic meningitis and encephalitis, obtain appropriate specimens for laboratory testing, and promptly report cases to public health authorities. The second report highlights CDC's new sepsis core elements for U.S. hospitals. Sepsis is the body's extreme response to an infection. In a typical year, one in three people who die in a hospital had sepsis, or a total of about 350,000 deaths. Sepsis care is complex, requiring multidisciplinary coordination within a hospital. A 2022 survey of more than 5,000 hospitals found that 73% reported having a sepsis committee that reviews and monitors sepsis care and outcomes. Among smaller hospitals with 25 beds or fewer, only about half had a sepsis committee. Among large hospitals with more than 500 beds, 95% had a committee. Opportunities exist to increase institutional support and improve the structure of hospital-based sepsis programs, which is the focus of CDC's Hospital Sepsis Program core elements. The third report describes CDC's influenza vaccination recommendations and guidance for providers for the 2023-24 flu season. 
influenza viruses typically circulate from late fall through early spring. Most people who become sick with flu recover without serious complications. However, flu can be associated with severe illness, hospitalization, and death, particularly among older adults, young children, pregnant people, and people of all ages with certain chronic medical conditions. Flu vaccination provides important protection from influenza illness and its potentially serious complications. Updates for the 2023-24 flu season include new guidelines on the vaccination of people with egg allergy. It also describes the updated composition of the new vaccines for use in the United States. Clinicians and vaccine providers should consult these recommendations for the latest guidance. Routine annual flu vaccination continues to be recommended for all people six months and older who do not have contraindications. For most people, flu vaccination should ideally be offered during September or October for the best protection against flu surges in late fall. However, vaccination should continue throughout the flu season as long as influenza viruses are circulating and unexpired vaccine is available. The last report highlights CDC's recommendations for the use of nirsevimab for the prevention of respiratory syncytial virus, also known as RSV, among young children. Infection with RSV can be severe and lead to hospitalization, especially for infants. Each year in the U.S., an estimated 50,000 to 80,000 children under 5 years old are hospitalized with RSV, and 100 to 300 die. On August 3, 2023, the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices recommended nirsevimab for all infants younger than 8 months old who are born during or entering their first RSV season. Nirsevimab is also recommended for children 8 to 19 months who are at increased risk of severe RSV disease and entering their second RSV season. Infants born shortly before or during the RSV season should receive nirsevimab within one week of birth. Administration can occur during the birth hospitalization or in the outpatient setting. For infants younger than 8 months who are born prior to the RSV season, Optimal timing for administration is shortly before the RSV season begins. However, it may be administered at any time during the season to infants and children who are age-eligible and have not yet received a dose. That's all for this briefing. Thank you for joining us. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Subscribe to MMWR at cdc.gov MMWR to stay up to date on the latest scientific information. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.